What did Biden use the Defense Production Act this time on? And why is New York placing a moratorium on crypto mining? Welcome to the Climate Recap from the Becosphere Climate Corner, your go-to place for international and U.S.-based climate news. I'm Becky Hogue, a science writer. Today is Tuesday, June 7th. Let's jump right into the news you need to start your day. Let's start with some climate events. We have now hit new territory as carbon dioxide has reached its highest level in human history, nearly 421 parts per million, according to the United States National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA. That's about 50 times higher than where CO2 levels were before the pre-industrial revolution, which spurred the use of fossil fuels. The average global temperature is about 1.1 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels, though many parts of the world have already reached 1.8 or even 2 degrees Celsius above. And in the U.S., global warming is forcing schools to close early for heat days as it collides with poor school infrastructure. While the southern U.S. expects heat and has air conditioning in its schools, many schools a little further north don't have air conditioning and are unable to afford it. In the U.S., this is particularly bad right now in places like Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Baltimore, Maryland, Portland, Oregon, and Denver, Colorado. A study by the Government Accountability Office found that about 41% of school districts need to update their AC and ventilation systems in at least half of their schools. That represents about 36,000 schools. And another study, this one out of the University of Colorado, calculated that more than 13,700 schools will need to install AC and another 13,500 will need to update their AC units by 2025. That's about one-fourth of schools in the U.S. But why does this matter? Well, another study, this one published in the journal Nature Human Behavior, found that students score worse on standardized tests for every additional day of above 80 degrees Fahrenheit or higher temperature. On to climate victories now. French President Macron and United Nations climate envoy and billionaire Michael Bloomberg announced the creation of a new committee made up of international organizations, regulators, policymakers, and data service providers to create an open data platform to make business emissions more transparent. The Climate Data Steering Committee will be expected to present findings and a roadmap for the global open source platform by the UN General Assembly meeting in September. U.S. President Biden announced he plans to use the Defense Production Act to give the solar industry a boost after an investigation over solar tariffs halted the industry. If you want to learn more about the whole solar tariffs issue, I recently did a video on it on my Becosphere Climate Corner YouTube channel. Or you can listen to the May 19th episode here, which talks a little bit about the solar tariff issue as well. Biden also plans to announce a two-year halt on all solar tariffs. During that time, he wants the domestic manufacturing industry to ramp up. I'll let you know more about it when his plans are officially released, but this news has already shot up solar stock prices. This is the second time Biden has issued the Defense Production Act to spur clean energy development this year. He issued the act in April to ramp up domestic mining of critical minerals essential for large-scale batteries. But going back to U.S. solar deployment, a startup called Midday Tech has created a subscription plan to help homeowners in states with low payback rates to still get rooftop solar. In some states like Massachusetts, rooftop solar owners can pay off their initial investment within five years. In Missouri, it takes rooftop solar owners 20 years. 
The startup uses money donated by people who want to offset their personal emissions to give homeowners in places like Missouri a grant to purchase solar panels. Missouri's actually the first state the company is working on. The state gets 70% of its energy from coal, so the company calculated that installing solar panels in Missouri would have four times the impact of installing them in California. Helping to spur solar adoption in Missouri also makes it more likely the trend will catch on. Neighbors are more likely to buy solar panels if they see their neighbors doing it. In other state news, New York became the first state to pass a crypto mining moratorium, citing concerns over the industry's climate impacts. New York has become a global hub for crypto mining, especially after China cracked down on it. This moratorium is specifically on crypto mining that uses proof of work, which is a very energy-intensive process that involves routing through many computer networks. The moratorium will last two years. Speaking of moratoriums, California's Ninth Circuit Appeals Court ordered a fracking moratorium off the California coast in federal waters. The moratorium also prohibits oil well acidizing. This decision came in response to three lawsuits filed by the Santa Barbara Environmental Defense Center, the Center for Biological Diversity, and the state of California. The lawsuit argues that environmental impacts were not properly assessed. This has been a project the three plaintiffs started back in 2014, when 51 permits were given to fossil fuel companies. That first case resulted in the companies promising to conduct environmental reviews, but then 2016 rolled around and it was clear that their reviews were insufficient. So now they have been blocked altogether. Now for a climate fail. Heat pumps, solar panels, and electric cars are the way to go to reduce reliance on fossil fuels with those nasty gas prices, and as a result, demand for these products are growing. But unfortunately, the pandemic and the Russian war have hindered these products' supply chains, and governments haven't helped enough. Add to that inflation, and what could be a big opportunity to electrify faster is being hindered. The engineering group Danfoss, which is a global manufacturer of components for heat pumps, air conditioners, and electric vehicles, said that it expects supply chain issues to continue until 2024. Let's take a look at some plastic fails for a change. Global plastic waste is expected to nearly triple by 2060, according to a new study by the Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development, or OECD. This connects to climate change because plastic is mostly made from fossil fuels, giving fossil fuel companies another source of income. The plastic production process also produces a lot of emissions. And plastic waste is also a huge causer of biodiversity loss, particularly microplastics. And as I always say, biodiversity is the net holding humanity up. If it falls, we fall. The fastest growth of plastic waste is coming out of Africa and Asia, but the 38 OECD countries, which includes the U.S., are still expected to produce the most plastic waste in 2060. This is, of course, all if action isn't taken now. And action is not in the form of recycling because the OECD predicts the amount of plastic that contains recycled material in it will only rise from 9% in 2019 to 17% in 2060. So the solution is moving away from short-term plastic use entirely. Speaking of plastic pollution, rub-off from tires is becoming an increasingly recognized source of microplastics. New tests show that tires produce more particulate matter than car exhausts. These particulates can cause cancer and global air pollution causes nearly a million deaths a year. These particulates are so small that they can enter the bloodstream. There's currently no regulations on the wear rates of tires, so this is a huge hole in legislation. 
Finally, I want to end today issuing a correction from yesterday's episode. I said that 10% of Tesla's workforce is 100,000 employees. In fact, that's about how large the workforce is, so he would have been letting go 10,000 employees. Thank you, Greg, for catching this one. Since then, Elon has now walked back his statement to mean that he wants to just drop 10% of office staff. And that was your climate news for Tuesday, June 7th. If you like the work I do, please follow this podcast, give it a five-star rating, leave a review, and consider checking out the Beckensphere Climate Corner YouTube channel. Remember to talk about the climate crisis every single day and to support your local news organizations. Bye for now.